the inside word on all things business in Wellington and beyond. Tuesday Business on Wellington Mornings. It's time to talk business with New Zealand Herald's Wellington Business Editor, Hamish Rutherford, uh, who just happens to sit next to me in the office. H, good morning. Good morning, Nick. How are you? Great, thank you. Uh, James Shaw. Yes. I, I mean, it's not really a business thing. Well, it is a business thing. It's going to cost a hell of a lot of money to get 14 people across the other side of the world and back. So your thoughts on that? Well, it will be expensive, but I mean, having having a, a large government like New Zealand does is expensive. We send people to conferences all over the world, particularly before COVID, hundreds of public servants going to different conferences all around the world. You know, So the cost is not inconsequential, but it's not really the relevant thing here. The relevant thing for me anyway is the MIQ space because there are thousands of New Zealanders who want to come home and 15, and you know, if you think of the 15 people, that's that could be 15 people in difficult situations, 15 businessmen that want to go. So if James Shaw needs to go, Fine, but I, it, the entourage does seem a bit large. Uh, I, I think it's actually more ten officials from New Zealand. Yeah. Uh, I found that weird in itself that you were going to get five experts from all different places around the world to go with you and be part of it. I, I thought it was a slight on my own or our own country. Oh well, well perhaps. I mean, you do need to go to these things well resourced because yeah. you know often right. countries are trying to outsmart each other and get concessions out of each other. So you don't want to turn up. Okay. Doesn't want to turn up on his own. But but equally, you know, it's it's a lot of expertise to send in a time when we just can't get New Zealanders home. Okay, a topic that you are very passionate about and speak about on Heather Duplessis Allen's show at regular occurrences and on our show mm-hmm. uh, on regular occurrences. And you did mention that you had a feeling that America's Cup was going to go nowhere. This is way back when it was gone, a history and goodbye and waved and we'd all done the harkers and it had gone. What's the latest? Well, the latest is that they were meant to come out with a new venue at the end of last week. Of course, there has always been talk that it would stay in New Zealand, but there was the belief that they were going to announce an overseas venue, most likely Cork in Ireland, but that seems to have fallen over. They couldn't get political agreement over there. And so Team New Zealand's announced a delay. They keep talking up the fact that there are overseas venues, but the people who are behind the campaign to keep it here say it's nonsense. The other ones have fallen over. They're never going to get agreement. They've found out how expensive it is. Ireland definitely does seem to have uh, political opposition to it. Grant Dalton has sort of hinted that Spain could be in the running, but you know, there's a there's a campaign to keep it here that says that's that's not real. There was talk that it could go to Saudi Arabia, but that would get held up in the courts. So now the situation is there's a guy in Auckland, a very wealthy oil and gas man, Mark is this, Dunphy. Is this the guy that doesn't like him or it's not a different guy? Uh, look, the, they seem to have a rather tense relationship. This guy's offering to give Team New Zealand and the America's Cup tens of millions of dollars and Grant Dalton doesn't seem to want to, to, to talk to him. Uh, so it, it, but they they say they they have up to forty million already. They are talking about whether they need more help from the government. The government hasn't seemed too keen, but at the moment the situation is the, there's there's two parties not quite getting close together enough, but probably some pressure coming on Team New Zealand to talk to these people. And if and if Team New Zealand can't come up with a credible overseas venue, then they may find that they simply have to have it in Auckland because I got a funny feeling that this is like every sports negotiation that I've ever been involved with in my whole life is it's just putting the the lure out, the fishing rod out, lure, and just seeing what comes, see if it gets a bite. Now, there's no bites. They reel it back in, and it's going to be in New Zealand. And I've, you know, we've talked about this several times, so I've always felt that this is what's going to happen. 
Yeah, I mean, it it looked like it was very close to being a deal in Ireland. There were Irish journalists getting in touch with me over the last couple of weeks. It seemed like it was it was on the cards, but then it seems to have fallen over. The Irish government said they needed another six months. Uh, Team New Zealand said that's too long. They're, you know, they're, they're possibly talking to other venues. There's been gossip around that they might try to go back to Singapore or Athens or something, but there, there doesn't seem any to be anything hard and material. And remember, Team New Zealand had indicated, or, or, or people were reporting them as saying, you know, this is very close, the deal is very close. Now the government said it's not putting in more money in though, so it'll be... It'll be okay, so just so I'm kind of clear in my head, is the guy that's got this pot of, pot of cash, was he the same guy that owns the, the the oil or electrical company that didn't want uh, Grant Dalton involved. Is that the same guy? He did at one point say the deal is that Grant Dalton has to not be involved anymore. He softened that now. He said, you know, if they want to fund it that way, that's fine. He told me that it would be much easier to fund it if Grant Dalton wasn't involved. He wouldn't get into that. But he said, no, we're, we're happy to fund it as the status quo. He, he's he been involved, he says, since right back in 1987 where they challenged for it the first time. And he, he claims to just be a passionate New Zealander that wants to hold it here. Team New Zealand have suggested that this is this is really something to do with, you know, some of the former owners of Prada and Alinghi and so on. Haven't really defined why they think that, but um, they say that there's a lot of money in New Zealand that really wants to keep it here. Why is Grant so unpopular? He just cannot be a popular Kiwi sportsman, can he? He's an incredibly determined guy, would be, and 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 single-minded and focused on winning. And let's be honest, I think most people would agree that if there hadn't been Grant Dalton involved in Team New Zealand, we probably wouldn't have the America's Cup now. But he's clearly rubbed a lot of people up the wrong way, um, and and and, and he, but he seems to have quite quite good control over over Team New Zealand. So the, there's there's no simple way around it. Okay. Uh... Basically, with the decision yesterday the government made, really didn't change the rest of New Zealand and it really didn't do a lot for Auckland apart from takeaways and builders can get back to work and real estate agents. So business money will start to turn over. What really scares me is that they think that that everything's going to be okay for the rest of New Zealand by just letting the numbers go up to 100. Is that going to change anything? I don't think it will change it too dramatically. I mean, there are definitely some venues that will be able to function at 100 than 50. It's also a bit of a psychological thing because you you know it's a it's a little bit closer to, to being back normal. to normal. I will say, talking to a lot of friends in Auckland, they have they are desperate for some improvement, and so takeaways and coffee and things will be very meaningful for them. There's a lot of people in Wellington say they should stay, they should have stayed in Level Four. Well, these are people. This is a city that really wants a little bit of freedom. Level Four is very punitive. On the other hand, though, if we don't get it down to zero cases, I think we're going to have some sort of restrictions at least until the end of the year. And so, um, you know, changing venues from fifty to hundred might not be massive, but it's something for the time being. It's an yeah, improvement. Yeah. But so, it's, it, this, we can't just make it, this all go away. If the government could, it would. It yeah. certainly would have by now. I just feel that we're linked to Auckland too strongly, I, and I get it. I do get it. I mean, you know, my gut's telling me, and I know you don't work off gut; you work off facts, and we're polar opposites when it comes to that. Because my gut's telling me that we could be in level two in Wellington or the rest of New Zealand until Christmas time. De- I think that's, that's if, if Auckland doesn't get down to zero, I think that's very likely that we will be in level two until Christmas. But there's nothing, you know, as we've seen, even though with level Auckland and level four, there's still trucks going in every day. There's still government officials flying up there to do their jobs. You can't just turn off 
you know, we don't have hard borders between Auckland and the rest of the country. Okay. We never have. All so right. the, it, it's, you know, there's, there's nothing we can really do about it to, to just turn Auckland off. Okay. I, I mean, I, I get that point and I, I understand that. that. So that means everything in summer, KB was talking about weddings before, you know, big summer weddings, they'll be all gone. I mean, you know, this, the, the economy will, they say that they can operate with with uh, at 85% without all that in. That shows you how, much, how big the economy is. If all that stuff is only... 10% or 12% of the economy. Yeah, look, well, it does seem incredible. And I remember the first time around, people just ridiculed them, saying, you can't, you must be joking. The economy's not running at full steam. But then the statistics came out the and the economy it. was running. It's surprising what we've learnt, if nothing else, what we've learnt over the last year or two is that most of the economy can function from home. Yeah, thanks, H. Hamish Rutterford is the business editor for the New Zealand Herald and generally a good guy. So thanks, H. Thanks for joining us.